3: This is VSEN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: And we begin the Friday edition of Big Bets here on VSEN. Jeff Parles, Dave Ross, and Jeff, great to have you in. I know it's been a week since the uh, Metropolitans. No, it's okay. Wait, so wait. It's all. It's all. I, over. I just want to get it over with.
5: It's all over. You don't have to mention it. The Yankees are winning right now, two nothing. Okay. I. I, I Bet the Yankees to win the World Series earlier in the you week. You did. Yes, we you have just to... swallowed your pride no, and said the numbers it, too it, good. It, it's one of those where we have to figure out what result would cause Steve Cohen to go the most nuclear. And I think the Yankees <laughs> winning the World Series would cause the
4: most oh, nuclear reaction. Absolutely love well with, your, with your heads out here on the Friday morning <laughs> here on Big Bets, Jeff. Uh, we're going to talk a lot more New York sports. Obviously, the big game uh, in the NFL this week is the the Bills and the Chiefs, at least in the AFC. Matt Perrano is going to join us, uh, the Bills beat reporter, later on this hour. Uh, that number is interesting to me. We'll get there if it gets to three, two and a half. We've seen that kind of fluctuate a little bit as the week's gone on. And then to begin hour number two, I mean, whenever you get Tank Williams in the program, like, I get excited not only to talk NFL with Tank and specifically maybe the Titans that they've kind of rebounded and turned their season around, but also House of the Dragon. Like, Tank is just so locked in with one of the best shows out there. The spinoff of Game of Thrones. Do you, are you watching that stuff? Nope. You don't watch any of that crap? Not my thing. No, oh, I absolutely Dave,
1: love it. I've caught up, man. Do you want you want a hot take for me? Bring it. If Game of Thrones did not exist, nobody would care about this show.
4: Gonna have that stricken from the record. <laughs> Please have that just taken right off this edition of Big Mets. That is false. That is that is fake I, I, news.
5: I, I, you know what? I would if I if I if I wouldn't get yelled at by the people downstairs, I would stand out of my chair and
4: clap right now. I love the show. Tank loves it. We'll discuss with Tank coming up at to the top of the hour. You mentioned the Yankees right now uh, in action against the uh, Guardians. They're up to nothing here early in this one. Um, look, you don't want to say nothing's a must win until it's a must win, but you feel like the Guardians. Might have to get off the deck here a little bit. Are you an in-game wager for baseball as well? Even if you had a position like you do on the Yanks, you kind of sit back and, I, I'm, and watch not, I'm
5: not doing anything here. I, I did consider laying the price with the Yankees this morning, yeah. but I didn't quite get there because I still like Bieber more than I like Cortez. Mm-hmm. The only runs in this game came from a two-run Yankee Stadium opposite field homer by oh. Giancarlo, where, I, Dave, the pitch before was a 3-1 count where Bieber missed by eight inches and got the call and then promptly gave up a two-run homer on the wow. next pitch. So one of the rare instances where the Yankees get, do not get the benefit of what should have been a walk to Stanton and end up reaping the rewards of a blown call by
4: the home plate umpire. Wow. So that that's an interesting scenario where, Carl, you know, John, excuse me, Giancarlo is probably like, hey, I'll hit. If you don't want me to take first base, that's fine. Give me another pitch. I'll go ahead and excuse me, take it over the the short porch and right field. Choked up by the umpire's call, Dave. It's this. It's too much Yankee talk. <laughs> As a Met fan, it's it's making me very very upset here. Oh, because it, only,
5: it only gets better because you have to talk about a series with Philly and
4: Atlanta.
1: Come
4: on now. <laughs> well, let's do that because it looks like uh, Spencer Strider is going to get the ball for Game Three today. Charlie Morton is going to go for, uh, in Game Four against the Phillies in that one. What do you make of what you've seen so far in those first two down there in the ATL all split now as we get to game three?
5: I, I think Philly's very fortunate to have this series not at one yeah. because if the Braves could get a clutch hit with runners in scoring position in game Man. one, they would have won that game, even though the Phillies offense did very well against Max Fried, as we know. But now with Strider, favorite flip here. Braves are now favored at minus 110. I'm just curious how long is Strider going to be able to go here? Because he hasn't pitched in three weeks uh, mm-hmm. with, with that injury. I don't know how long he's gonna go. Nola was awesome in game two in St. Louis, right. which is probably the the most fortitude he's ever shown in a big start. I don't know if he's gonna be capable of going two for two here with back-to-back big time starts. I I know the I know you missed the best of the price. You could have got Atlanta plus one ten. It's a 20 cent difference, uh more than the strider. I think that's probably too aggressive of a move. But I would bet I would only bet Atlanta now knowing that Strider's going, even if he's only able to go five
4: innings. And you see the total there is six and a half. You mentioned Strider having uh, not pitched in about three weeks here. Of course they gave him the big money uh to, to re-sign him. He's awesome. Right? He he is. But it, when you don't know about look, we, we kind of witnessed this firsthand with DeGrom when when Jacob came back from injury, it wasn't he was still really, really good. He wasn't just always lights out, right? Do you worry about that with Strider here not having pitched in the better part of a month? I mean, here? I would
5: argue the ground was better the first few starts off the I.L. Yeah, than and he then was by by got, the right, the got worse by the uh, end of the year. But,
4: but uh, no, I, look, there's
5: always a concern with a guy coming off the I.L. because you don't know how long he's going to be able to go. Right. Because he's, it, it's not like he had a rehab start mixed in here. This is, last time he's pitched is three weeks. Maybe he's only able to go 75 pitches in four innings. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the one concern when you're betting a game like this. Uh, with it, with again a guy who was probably to me would be second in the rookie of the year voting. I think his teammate Harris should win it, but a Strider wins it. I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna have any qualms with it. Right. But I'm just concerned about the length. That's the only hesitation I have here with with, with fully going in on the Braves here in Game Three. How long could Strider go? And look, I, I, nice little option in the back pocket of Game Four. You got Mr. Clutch himself, Charlie
4: Morton, for Atlanta tomorrow against I who's. Do we know the Philly starter yet for tomorrow? yet I or do, no? Let me see if they've got a listed a starter yet. I do not see one as of yet because because it won't be it won't be Suarez. I wonder if they're going to wait and see obviously how Game Three goes and then yeah, we don't, adjust we don't, accordingly. We don't, right? we don't have anyone yet. No. Uh, by the way, the Yankees look like they've got something going here. We're not trying to step on Femi and Wes, who do a great job uh, weeknights here, with the in-game wagering, right? Hey, it's,
5: it's, it's during
4: our show. we got to do it, there. Right, we got it. So now the Yankees have got something going on here. Second and third, looks like a pass ball here. Uh, advances the runner. Wild pitch is what it's officially being called uh, by Bieber. So second and third, one out. I look at the live betting market now, and the Yankees laying three and a half runs. So we're anticipating runs here with uh, runners at second and third and only one out, in uh, the the uh, boy, it's off the board here. But the money line, I just saw it over eight dollars for the Yankees here with well, this two nothing uh, lead and more runs coming. Well,
5: based off of what my line just. Oh move to. Oh, I see what it did. I uh I I think I know what's about to happen on this pitch here. And by the way from standing is- to Bieber from the stand from it's Bieber, which things. is a strike three, on, on a, a breaking
4: ball outside of the zone. And that's why these numbers flash so quickly. I'd mentioned it was just over eight dollars. Now it's back to, to minus six fifty because you still have runners at second and third, but two outs now, and that run line goes down a full run from three and a half to two and a half here on the Yankees. And this is what Femi and West do such a great job uh nightly here on the network. You've got to be on your screens and to the second because the screens are faster than the game. There is a delay and it might only be what Kelly
1: seven seconds. Yeah. I mean, it's quick. You know, Jeff and I have done in game shows at this network for years now. I mean, look, it's, it's a great way to track how the game's going, but this is why we always recommend if, Hey, if you're going to get down big live, usually wait for a break in between innings, wait for a commercial break in an NFL NBA game because You can read, like, just like we all just did. We read the numbers. We knew what was going to happen next. But that tells you how much further ahead the book is than what you're actually seeing on TV because of delays and such with the broadcast
5: Imagine how how far behind if I was actually at home with an unnamed cable company that's decidedly 15 (laughs) seconds behind the regular television at this point.
4: Doing the the games this way, by watching on the screen and then watching TV, is like doing a show with Tony Romo. Right. Hey, Jim, yeah. it's going to be a run to the right. <laughs> he tells you everything that's going to happen. Hey, Romo, I never want to go see a movie with you because you're going to tell me the ending. Just let me watch. You can t- you can take Troy. I'll take Romo any day. And hey we're, Jim, we're good. Dave. They got two guys on the right side, Jim. I think it's going to be a screen. Like, just, just, just let me watch. Tony, can I just enjoy the game?
5: I am very perplexed at what just happened here. Awesome. That, that was
1: his Tony Romo impression.
5: <laughs> no, I, my, I got I, that. that, that was clear. I got I
1: got that.
4: But it's
5: that's just my uh, high-pitched Tony Romo telling he, you the play. You
4: moved them. you moved them up four octaves. Well, all I'm gonna say is what Romo does, and look, nobody loved Tony as a player more than I, right? But what Tony does is what a lot of us can do. Like you know, Aikman could do that. These other analysts could do that. They know the game, so like you're playing spoiler alert a lot of times. And all we're saying in the live betting market, the screen is your spoiler. It's going to tell you what you're about to see. So if you're not in the in-game market and you're not betting live, then just shut it down and watch the game. If you've already got something before the. I mean, I, I wouldn't
5: have had a problem if Romo could could have called the last play last night on what whatever that was uh, oh. on the goal line for Chicago. Uh, by the way, that yes. game last night horrible. Do you? <laughs> Horrible. I mean, there's no... Dave, very, very simple with last night's game. Mm -hmm. The Bears dominated the game. Oh, my God. And found a way to lose to a terrible team.
4: That's in a nutshell. That's
5: essentially what happened because the only way the Commanders were winning that game was if the Bears were horrible in the red zone. Which they were. 0 for 3 inside the 10-yard line. 0 points. 0 points. And then this this sequence with the punt, the muffed punt that sets up the 6-yard drive for the only touchdown by Washington.
4: Well, Amal... Would have, If he was here today, you know what he would have said? He's made this point on the network many times. I think it's actually a salient point. Good. In that situation, if you are a return man, okay, yes. and we're talking about the Bears in case you didn't see it, they lose 12 to 7. If you had tickets on the Commanders, you cash. If you had the under, that was never a sweat. My God. With three points at halftime, the, I saw the, he, no, I, the no touchdown bet was live into the second half for the second yeah, straight Thursday. Absolutely amazing. Amal's point on that is if you are fielding a punt, you got to tell your guys if you're at the ten, that's where your heel should be, and you don't wade past it. So yes, the downside is they it could roll to the one, and you could be stuck at the one. But really, the real downside is what happened last night: trying to field it at the seven, and you fumble. I mean,
5: I would have had no problem if Chicago got safety and lost eight-seven. I would have won my plus one and a half. <laughs> no problem. I would have had no problem. I mean, look at—I mean, what you just saw on your screen if you're watching us at veasan.com. Carson Wentz had ninety-nine passing yards. Ninety-nine. And that is the
4: winning quarterback in this game. And he's undefeated on Thursday Night Football. Yeah, okay. Talk about To me, me, Dave, talk about a
5: stat that means absolutely nothing to me long term. 7-0, baby. uh, Fluky, fluky, fluky. He'll be 7-1 if he ever gets another start again on Thursday night. Hey, Jim,
4: he's 7-0 on Thursday Night Football, Jim. He just went up another three octaves. (laughs) Much more to get to. We'll break down the rest of Major League (laughs) Baseball uh, throughout this day. Of course, we got uh, the Braves and Phillies and then the Dodgers and Padres which is a series that's getting much more intriguing before our our eyes those are split at one as they go down uh, to San Diego here for game three we'll discuss that plus all the NFL you can handle again we're going to talk uh, at the top of the hour with Tank Williams and Matt Perrani a little bit later on this hour about that big one between the Bills and the Chiefs just getting it started it's big bets hey Jim here on Leeson the Sports betting network
1: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network.
4: Basketball season is ready to tip off, and now is the time to grab your VEASAN Pro Basketball Betting Guide with Season Prep on all 30 teams. Our hoops experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. We've also got five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors. Give yourself an edge this NBA season and get the VEASAN NBA Betting Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99. Get everything and access to everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today at VEASAN.com. Slash subscribe back alongside Jeff Parles, Dave Ross here. This is big bets here on visa. Are you pumped for the NBA season to begin? I'm ready to roll. You're ready to go Ready to roll. All right. I like, I, you know, full disclosure. I mean, who doesn't love basketball? We love it. I don't get fully into it because I'm so inundated with football. There's a lot of things going on this baseball, time of right? year. October. You can make the case is the best sporting month. I know people out there might say April. Cause you get like the Final Four, if you like, uh, you get the, the Masters. If you like golf, you get baseball beginning. But October is a pretty darn good sports month, at least for what it's we do. Here. It's not it's bad. It's not bad at all. But you're not taking I, a side.
5: No, I, I no, I, I, I. There's arguments for October. There's arguments for April. There's arguments for March because of the, the But you get the one big one, right? Sure. Mean- I I, th- I think April
4: probably has it just slightly, but the problem with that, there's no football in April. Man, that's, so that's a big problem. Plenty of football here. Going to have Matt Perino join us uh, in li- just a little bit to talk about the Bills and Chiefs game here. Uh, again, we discussed the commanders last night covering, I can't believe what are we in week six already? Week I, six. I mean, this goes in just, a flash. It absolutely flies by. We mentioned major league baseball, by the way, the guardians did get out of that jam. So still two nothing right now. So those live numbers have shifted, and I believe the Guardians have a base Yeah,
5: a, a weak ground ball that would have been a tremendous Eight. play at second. They got thrown away. Uh, Naylor ended up beating it out, and he came up a little bit lame going through the bag as well.
4: Yeah, so the, the Guardians have, do have the uh, tying run, I believe, to the plate here. So top four, two outs, 2 nothing, uh Bombers still in the lead there. Let's talk a little bit more about the, uh, the last game on the docket today with Tony Gonsolin going up against Blake Snell. This would be Dodgers and Padres game three. The venue switches now to Petco. Don't know if you heard, but apparently the Padres are not allowing Dodger fans to buy tickets to the game in certain counties and jurisdictions in the state of California, i.e. Los Angeles. Can't buy them. First of all, will this have any impact on your handicap? Knowing that the Padres are saying, you know what? Dodger fans don't show up. This is our ballpark, and we're making our stand today. I don't have, I don't, I, that doesn't impact I, my hand. How handicap do you know all. I'm a Dodgers fan? <laughs>
5: well, well, that's you know, the other thing, like, I am mean, I mean, not uh,
4: selling you a Dodger t- a ticket if you're wearing Dodgers. <laughs> I, I don't
5: know. That's uh, kind of childish from them, but that's a different <laughs> argument for a different day. Uh, <laughs> I trust your fans to sell out your first home playoff game since 06. Shouldn't need to sell I it. mean, come on now. Like, like, let's go here. With that said, I thought the Dodgers were vulnerable in this series, regardless yeah. of who came out of that wild-card yes, series. You did. And what I've seen through two games does not have my thought changing on that. Because you have S- – Blake Snell – look, Snell was awful against the Mets. And he if was. the Mets had any ability to get a clutch oh. hit early in that game, Snell would have been gone in the second inning. Correct. But you have to imagine in a home game, Against Gonsolin, and again, this is the one thing that concerned me with the Dodgers. And we kind of, the second thing that concerned me, we'll bring him in a second. Okay. Urias is awesome. He you is. saw that in game one. Yep. Kershaw's a shell of himself at this point. Not, the same, say, not, the, not same the same guy. Sad to say, not the same guy. But now you're in the Gonsolin-Anderson portion of the program. Mm. And these are two guys that have not done it in the postseason. It is a whole different ball game. A whole different pressure. Especially when you're a team that won 111 games and you're supposed to win the World Series when you win 111 games. I like San Diego today. Mm. I also like San Diego to win this series. Woo. Still think plus 140 is good here on the, on the Padres. I, I obviously we need to see a better Snell than we saw in the Wild Card game right. game two of the Wild Card series. But look, this lines up really nicely for San Diego. Now you got Musgrove in game four against Anderson. That's a pitching advantage for San Diego. And if this, yeah, if this thing goes, the five, by, by the way, Dave—grabbing his ears. No, I just saw that had uh, an itch. But, uh, when you
4: mentioned Joe Musgrove. B-
5: but but you know it's it's <laughs> and this is the one thing with the baseball format that I think drives purists nuts. Yeah. You have a, a team with the Padres that won eighty nine games in a regular season. They just knocked out a team that won one hundred and one in a best of three. Don't remind me. And now have a chance to knock out a team that won one hundred and eleven in a best of five. So to me, the pure purists are driven nuts by this. So They're seven. The seven. Forget the seven. Forget the seven. Purists still think this round shouldn't exist. Mm. So look, I, that day
4: is done, though. That, that day, is, look, right? more
5: likely to end up with, with with everyone playing in a best of three series right. than this, ser- this series going away. At this point, you're more likely to with all thirty teams making the playoffs than this series look, going I, away. I have no beef with
4: the, with the best. Of five. I, no, I have no problem with it. Right. Know, but, but you're right. Pierce, Pierce. Pierce will. Right, but yeah. if the Dodgers can't get this done in five, it's look. The Metropolitans and we are long-suffering Metropolitan fans up here on the set. They couldn't get it done with their with two aces and a solid number two as your number three in Chris Bassett, and they couldn't get it done. So at some point, we got to stop blaming the format and start. Not the, the,
5: the Padres. No, Look, the Padres. Padres
4: underachieved in the regular season. That's right. Towns the always there. That's right. Their and, their one two threes are pretty darn good too.
5: Yeah. Look, Musgrove is awesome. Blake Snell was awesome the last month, right. Darvish is finally seemingly founded in the postseason, which is uh which is a good sign for oh, that is not oh, a good throw. oh,
4: whoa, sorry. we got a developing yeah, so, situation in the Bronx.
5: RBI single for Cleveland two to one of runners at second and third after judge uh nearly cost the Yankees a second one got a a very fortuitous carom off the
4: uh, the backs, that the, thing was the back wall there because that throw was airmailed. but Live number now, very quickly, Jeff. Yeah, good. Yankees minus the run and a half. Remember, it's two to one. You get runners at second and third here, uh, and that total now is at seven and a half. So it's nudged up a little bit. Yankees on the money line minus two fifty. Guardians plus two dollars. Would you hop in now? No. Taking a lead on the Guardians. No. If you took them a plus a run and a half, now you got to lay a little bit minus a dollar forty. You're not falling for that.
5: No, I'm not touching anything here. I'm good. I'm just going to let this thing play out the way it was. But again, back to San Diego yeah. real quick. Mm-hmm. I, I will. I am going to bet the Padres in the series before this game starts tonight. Okay. I, I'm going to see what best price I can get, and I if the Padres win tonight, oh, Joe Musgrove is going to be favored tomorrow. Like they, they are going to be favored to close out that series if if they win, regardless of what happens tonight so, in San Diego, Padres are favored tomorrow with Musgrove on the mound.
4: So uh, if you're Dave Roberts now and you have Gonsolin going today. You can't go along with Gonson because because of what you just said. Game yeah. four, game four, they're they're going to be an underdog, right? I mean, they're they look. He, if you're the
5: Dodgers, you're not thinking you're going to be an underdog in any game. No, so you That's one. That, right. Sure. Uh, but but here's the other thing. Like, and we saw this in game two. Mm-hmm. For all this amazing depth that the Dodgers supposedly have, Austin Barnes is your first guy off the bench in a big spot. Like, come on now. Come on now, that's your tremendous depth—a third-string catcher. Oh boy! Like, like, like what? Well, they, I, have the, they have the best one through nine. I don't, I don't agree with that. You don't think so? Oh, I think the Braves have the best one through nine. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, you're going. Look again. I don't want to sound like I'm hating on a team that won 111 games. No, but you said this an, last week. They were an ama- they're an amazing baseball team. But the way that roster is constructed sets them up to be a team that can lose in a best-of-five to a team with elite pitch starting pitching. And guess what? It didn't matter who came out of, out of Queens last week. You were getting a team with elite pitching, and the Padres have that.
4: Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I think there's real danger on the horizon here for the Dodgers. So that's a big one today. Uh, obviously, Blake Snell right now. Uh, if you like the Padres, you can get some plus money there. Not a lot, but uh, also on the run line here, if you like the Dodgers, who did win a lot of games by the run line, uh, plus $1. Uh, $1. forty if you like them to go ahead and get it done on the road. By the way, uh I, I, if you're Cleveland and Terry Francona, why is Austin Hedges
5: h- hitting in the most important in the bat of the game, possibly? Mm-hmm. If runners at second and third with two outs down a run, why
4: why is Austin Hedges still in this game? Cortez, by the way, kind of slip sliding away here. Pitch count's starting to get up there a little bit. Two to one right now. Yankees in the lead, but it's a precarious lead at best right now with runners at second and third uh, in the fourth inning. We'll keep updating those live numbers. As we go, I do want to get very quickly uh, before we get to Matt Perino, next segment to talk NFL Navy, SMU, UTSA, FIU in college football today. By the way, do you like this kind of, we got a game every day. It feels like in college football going to Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, here we are on a Friday night. I mean, if you're going to give me the Cajuns getting 10 and a half on a, on a midweek
5: game, uh, like every night, uh, I'll be okay with that. But uh, <laughs> these two games tonight. Yeah. The uh, the the Navy-SMU game, I am going to lay it with SMU. Okay. Uh, Navy is actually playing a lot better football of late than I would have expected. They won at ECU, which was a shocker a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They probably should have beat Air Force. Yep. And then last week they pummeled Tulsa, Tulsa ran him out, out of Annapolis last mm-hmm. week, winning by 32. But I don't see how Navy stops this elite passing game of SMU coming off a game where they were embarrassed in Orlando really by Central Florida, so I, I, I'm going to lay it with SMU. And then the second game, I mean, UTSA is almost a five touchdown favorite on the road. I know FIU is terrible, but that's kind of hard to want to lay five touchdowns on the road with a with a
4: non like Ohio State Alabama type. I'm still scarred from UTSA against Texas when I had them. I, I just they played so well against Texas, only to give it up late and then not cover the big number. Uh, very disappointing. By the way, and there it is, 33 and a half on the road today. Uh, I mentioned that uh, Cortez getting in some trouble. Real trouble right now. Bases juiced, 2-1. Yanks holding on for deal life right now in the boogie down known as the Bronx. Speaking of New York, you are going to have Matt Perino next. talk all things Bills, Chiefs here on Big Bets on Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
3: VCEN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Welcome back. This segment of East and Big Bets is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is just a little bit different. Everyone is on their own journey. Whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step towards change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is... An addictive chemical. Back alongside Jeff Prawls, Dave Ross here. The Yankees navigated the top of the fourth. Where bottom four, 4-1, four, Yanks. 2-1. Uh, two one, two one, two one. In the fourth, Yanks still in the lead.
5: What a play by Nestor Cortez, though. You were just oh, raving was, over that play. spectacular play. I mean, that, that had disaster ridden all over it. That's a, that's a base hit through the box for the light hitting. Miles Straw, but Cortez snagged it out on the air, fell
4: on his, on, on his behind, and still... Made the play at first base. It was a very uh, athletic play for a big man uh, to field his position, which is job number one for any pitcher out there. Did it well there. Yanks still on top. What state in the great state of New York? And let's welcome in Matt Perino to the program. Bill's beat reporter for Syracuse.com. Matt, welcome to Big Bets here. Before we get to the biggest game in the AFC, let's talk about the college football game of the week. That's (laughs) NC State against Syracuse, Matt. Holy mackerel, what is Dino Babers doing with this program here? Undefeated, do they keep
2: it rolling against the Wolfpack? Uh, I got to say, I have not been keeping too up-to-date with the Syracuse football team, but I will say, uh, go orange. Why not, right? It's good for the brand. It's great for the brand.
4: I'm really excited about this game. Laying the three and a half against NC State. If Leary doesn't play, I love the orange in this spot. You didn't see it, but I just rolled my eyes. You rolled your eyes about that? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, come on. Yes,
5: come on. All right, let's talk about the the, real big game. The Syracuse
4: guys liking Syracuse. Shocker there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about those Buffalo Bills against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. I know, Matt, they want to put last year in the rear view the heartbreak of, what, the 13 seconds uh, going overtime, never getting the football, and the rest is history, as they say. Is there anything different about this Bills team for that one that just came up oh so short uh, against the Chiefs last year?
2: Yeah, number 40, who's going to be rushing Patrick Mahomes on Sunday. That's the big difference. Mm-hmm. And you know, they went out and they paid a lot of money for Von Miller. And the immediate um, dividends that it's paid has, have been apparent. I mean, it, the, the effect that he's had in the locker room and on some of the players you know, on that defensive line, I really can't say enough about it. I'm, I'm actually writing about Von, and you know, this is his first really big game, like Super Bowl contender type of matchup, where you're going to see – whether or not that the changes that they hope this would make, if it's going to come to fruition. And there's just such a vibe in the room. Like one of the big um, storylines last year around the 13 second collapse was, you know, maybe, you know, Sean McDermott can't coach in big games. Maybe they're going to be super tight against the chiefs every time this comes around, but there's just been a loose nature to this thing this week. And I asked if Vons had any impact on that. And it's like, yeah, he's been in all these big games. He's played in super bowls on Sunday. They're going to rely on him. So it's, It's pressure, but he's been in these games before, right? Matt, uh, just keeping it
1: with
5: the Bills defense, uh, so far those secondary injuries have not impacted results yet for the Bills. Just going up against this passing attack for Kansas City, what do you expect out of the Bills secondary that of course has been hammered with injuries through the
2: first month plus? Yeah, I mean, Jordan Poyer does not have an injury designation, which is the biggest news of the week, in my opinion. Having him available, your all-pro safety back there with Micah Hyde already out, that's a huge development, and they have loved what they've gotten from DeMar Hamlin. I was talking to Taron Johnson after the Steelers game, and he said, listen, there's been no drop-off, but at the same time, let's remember, there's a big difference from going from Kenny Pickett to Patrick Mahomes this week. And so the healthy that can get back there, they're going to get Tremaine Edmonds back as well. He missed last week. So at all three levels, they think that they have the recipe to be a really elite defense. And it's looked like that through the first five weeks of the season. I mentioned Von Miller at the top. He's been great. but well, that impact I was talking about to other guys, especially on the interior of the defensive line, guys like Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, Tim Settle and Daquan, DaQuan Jones, who they signed over from Tennessee, and he's been spectacular for them from a pass rushing perspective, from a run defense perspective. He has been well worth uh, the seven or eight million that they're paying him. He replaces Star Latule, a guy that never really uh, fulfilled what they wanted in the middle. They're eight guys deep. They got a lot of young talent at the edge rusher position that you know they're able to kind of not expect too much of those guys because they do have Von Miller and then Matt Milano. He's one of the best coverage linebackers in the NFL. They're going to need him this week for Travis Kelsey.
4: You know, Matt, it was pretty impressive last week. I know it was Kenny Pickett and it was the Steelers, but the old look ahead, right? They could have fallen for the trap, knowing the Chiefs were on deck and they did not. They absolutely laid the wood to the Steelers a week ago. Talking about that defense a little bit more, because Josh Allen, everybody talks about Josh Allen, but Leslie Frazier, it it does feel like they're playing differently this year than they did last year. If you had to put a, a, kind of a placement, on hierarchy on the Bills defense, maybe the Cowboys right now and the Niners look like elite level units there in the NFL. Where would you put the Bills and what
2: Leslie Frazier has been able to do with this unit? They're in the conversation. Um, you know, those two defenses, you know, they've done it at a, at a really high level. But I think what, what the what Bills have had the last couple of years, you know, they've been number one in points allowed uh, a couple of years, yards against allowed But when they've gotten against the elite quarterbacks, the inability to rush the passer consistently, hit the opposing quarterback, it's really hurt them. And I think that what they're putting together now is this Really good elite back seven, right? Taron Johnson is one of the most like uh, you know he's not talked about enough around the league. He's in my opinion the best slot cornerback in the NFL. He can cover, he gets in the box, and almost becomes this hybrid linebacker. He he's so insane. Played the last four years with Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano, and as a group, they're really able to stifle the opposing team's offenses, uh, offensive weapons. Travis Kelsey, a guy that has really hurt the Bills the last couple of years, six touchdowns in four games in 20 and 21. The Bills have not allowed a touchdown to a tight end this season. They played Mark Andrews in week four. He had two catches for 15 yards. Mm. And without Tyreek Hill now, you look at this matchup and you figure, okay, you get after Patrick Mahomes, you put Milano admins and 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 johnson you tell them to go erase travis kelsey as much as you can from this game and go from there and i think that they have the horses to do it now having von miller and the uh effectiveness of this front that's where they really want to see this marriage happen and really become the elite unit that they're supposed to be matt offensively speaking uh and anything out of the ordinary that
5: you would expect (laughs) or is it just let number 17 do what number 17 does best
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, in in the passing game and the running game, I think that this is uh, an opportunity for Josh Allen to you know go into Kansas City where he put on a display for the ages last year and kind of pick up where he left off. He's been doing that in the regular season, but he he likes playing there. I mean, he was good. He was pretty good in the regular season there last year and then in the playoffs, and then we're looking at a Kansas City defense that is coming off of a game where they got run all over. And maybe you're not feeling the Bills' uh, rushing attack with Devin Singletary and James Cook – But Josh Allen as a runner is about as scary as it gets in the Mm. NFL. So I think this could be like a a dual-threat kind of attack, trying to get the run game going. And then, you know, they're dealing with major injuries. We just found out that uh, Fenton's not going to play. They're going to probably have to start two rookie cornerbacks. Uh, Trent McDuffie, we're going to wait and see if if he's available. But he hasn't played yet this year. So I think that there's some advantageous matchups for the Bills. They're the best wide receiver, you know, statistically, through the first couple of weeks. Stephon Diggs for most of them. And then you have Gabe Davis, who's coming off of three catches for 170 and two touchdowns. And, oh, by the way, in era last year, he had four touchdowns. So he likes playing there. They got a lot of explosive weapons. Dawson Knox is healthy. They're starting tight end. Um, It's everything that you can want from a Bills perspective for this offense. Talking with Matt Perino, Bills Beat reporter for Syracuse.com. You see that the
4: overwhelming favorite to win the East here, minus 650 now, Okay, Matt. Let's put on. Let's go the opposite way and say, tell me a weakness. We talked about all the strengths. If there's a weakness on this football team, what do you think it might be? The red
2: zone is interesting on both sides of the ball because when the Bills struggled to score against Miami, they had a couple drives that stalled out, and I think that I the blueprint there is probably what Spagnuolo is going to want to replicate against the Bills this time. Um, is let them like you know stay underneath, make plays up and down the field, and then just really tighten up in the red zone. If you can get them to have to up for three or four field goals, you're really good as a defense knowing that you have Patrick Mahomes on the other side. And then conversely, the red zone for the, or for the Kansas City Chiefs, Mahomes, 13 of his 15 touchdown passes are from 10 yards or within once they get into the red zone. So he is lethal once he gets close. The Bills, they want to limit explosive plays, make you do the kind of same kind of thing. But against Mahomes, you really got to take away some of those weapons. And it's not just Kelsey who's scoring. So um, it's going to be fun to watch as both teams kind of get close to the goal line.
4: I can't wait to see a two and a half right now. The Bills favorite on the road, 54 and a half that total. Matt, don't think that that hat escaped me either because that's the best beer. It's my number one rated beer, Peroni.
2: So good taste. I see you have there. That's actually my uh, shout out to my barber, uh, Peroni uh, Barber Studio. Uh, I'm actually heading there after this to get my hair cut. That's why I'm wearing a hat. And he's going to get me right for the big road trip to Kansas City. So Get your hair done and
4: have a Peroni beer. It's a (laughs) win-win, Matt. Hey, appreciate the time, man. Enjoy the game. We appreciate your, your time here on Big Bets. Anytime. Take care, guys. There he is, uh, Matt Perino. Great stuff there. I didn't know Peroni, boy, cutting hair and getting a beer, that sounds like a business model. Oh, as you know, the Italians do beer best, right? We absolutely do. (laughs) Might have had. When I had some Stellas last night. When we come back talking more NFL, we got changes at the Bronx. We'll update those live numbers here between the Yankees and the Guardians. Come on back. It's Big Vets on Beast and the Sports Betting Network.
3: I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win
0: a one-on-one, contest. Yeah, I, Yeah, because you gotta think, Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's going to exactly. guard, like, you see him in the <laughs> Olympics, he's going to guard, and
1: then on I'm top not of that.
3: like that, see
1: that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying, tears, <laughs> crying. Tears. I mean, he was in
5: a culture shock, and then he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember
0: what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college, because he didn't admit it? <laughs>
1: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: v Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on v the sports betting network.
4: The temperature might be cooling off, but fall sports are heating up on BetRivers' online sportsbook. BetRivers is your go-to sportsbook for the latest lines, odds, and boosts for pro football, college football, basketball, and hockey. Now is the perfect time to join BetRivers. New bettors are going to receive up to $500 in free bets when you make a first-time deposit using the code SPORTS. Go to BetRivers.com, download the BetRivers app today. It is a whole new ballgame. Back alongside Jeff Parles, Dave Ross here. Speaking of a whole new ball game, sometimes broadcasters will say, oh, run homer! It's five to four! It's a whole new ball game." No, one team still has an advantage. A whole new ball game means the other team has tied up the game. That's what we have right now in the boogie. Oh, uh, you come on! You don't
5: you don't like it? You don't like it when someone hits a grand slam to cut a cut a deficit to a deficit. Whole new game! You don't like
4: that? No. You sure? Now it's a whole new game. Two two right now. Yankees just got out of a bit of a jam there. Uh, after surrendering the lead in the fifth. So we're on bottom five. Uh, Guardians have tied it up. Right now, the live numbers, as we're in, in this is perfect. Now you don't have to sweat it out, try to get it in. You got plenty of time in between innings, half innings. Yankees minus $1. seventy-five. Guardians plus $1. forty On the run line, Yankees minus a, uh, a run and a half, plus 215, and the over-under now is six and a half. I wish I was
5: getting a seven and a half on this total. I'd actually look to come under. Uh, but I, I, nothing at nothing at any of these prices.
4: Ooh, you're not gonna hop in on the on the pinstripers? I'm not laying a dollar seventy. Come on now, <laughs> it's getting a little dicey after that. I'm doing game. that. By the way, that leads us perfectly into our pro tip for this hour, and this is something that Jeff and I talked about. Again, we talk about Wes and Femi, their show nightly here on the network. Basically, that's what they're doing. They're in the moment there with, with live game betting. So be careful for live betting, especially when it comes to baseball, because the TV coverage is going to be behind. Period. Uh, behind the book. So just wait as we are right now in a commercial break here between the Yankees and the Guardians in between innings. That's the best way to make sure you're getting uh, the best of the number because if you're watching the screen, the screen is ahead of the game. So I think it's just great information for maybe younger bettors, new to space, going, "Why, why are these numbers switching? How does this make sense with what I'm seeing? That's because the screen is ahead of the TV coverage that you're getting at home. That was our pro tip for this hour. We do one each and every hour across the VEASAN spectrum. That means if you are a VEASAN pro subscriber, you get up to 20 pro tips a day. Again, go to VEASAN.com. You can sort them out by show and or by sport. So we'll keep a watchful eye there. 2-2 as they play the bottom of the fifth. Let's get to some college football here. And again, top of the hour, we're going to have Tank Williams talk all things NFL with Tank. Cannot wait for that conversation. You know, I'm seeing a lot of, it feels like there are some public, Square dogs this week in college What football. makes you say that? Well, you're looking at Penn State and Michigan. Like, everyone in the universe is on Penn State this week, seemingly. It just makes me love the the, the, the maize and blue even more. It's It's been fluctuating 7-7.5, seven, seven right, that total right now, down a little bit to 49. Yeah, that's been hit this morning. Right? So that thing's coming down. I can understand that move. What do you make of the slight fluctuations here, 7-7.5? Seven, seven and, and I do wonder – if this gets bet up by the public, could Michigan go down inside of a touchdown? I think
5: we're going to – I think we're, gonna, I think we're lo- staying right, right here. here. Right here. Card think, sharks,
4: freeze. I don't think we're seven. going anywhere
5: else. With that said, I will be on the island here this Ooh. week. I will lay with Michigan. I'll lay with Michigan. I'll be on that island with you. So here, here's the deal here. You're dealing with two elite running backs in this game. And I trust Michigan's offensive line more than I trust Penn State's mm-hmm. offensive line and when when it's all said and done that's going to be the difference in the ball game now could penn state win a t- or excuse me could penn state cover losing by a field goal Sure. michigan winning this game 24-21 is totally logical but i just like michigan's offensive line more than i like penn state's offensive line and i know there are some people that think that that penn state's front seven will be able to take coram out of the game i don't see that mm. and even so if it's a matchup of the quarterbacks, like we're dealing with two guys who aren't really trustworthy, I trust Clifford less.
4: So <laughs> that's another reason why I like Michigan. Here. You know, I trust McCarthy here. He really doesn't turn it over. Uh, he did turn over a couple times against Indiana, but this is a guy that's been pretty clean with the football so far. Now he hasn't been in a big spot as big a spot he's going to be against his Penn State defense come Saturday. And with that under being hit now down to forty nine, I guess that that kind of feels like which quarterback does make the mistake. And maybe that's the one you want to fade. Do you, do you trust? Again, I it's not that I'm anti-Clifford here, but I think McCarthy. I mean, there's a reason why he was one of the most highly recruited quarterbacks coming out. I think McCarthy's okay. Hmm. I don't think he's. I don't think he's that good, but he's okay.
5: Clifford, we know what he is at this point. Mm-hmm. If he actually plays well, like he can be competent, but he makes one throw a game that makes your head explode. So I. I you can't turn
4: the ball over in a game like this. No. If you turn the ball over in a game like this, you're going to get beat if you're Penn State. And, again, a lot of that money early on in the week's come in on the Nittany Lions here. So let's see if that number, as Jeff said, holds at seven here. Uh, for, see if that two-way wagering kind of keeps it right there at about seven. Let's get to the other big one. This one's going up a little bit, and this is Roll Tide. You could find some nines out there, some eight-and-a-halves. So we've got eight right now with Bama against Rocky Top in Tennessee. By the way, did you see Lane Kiffin tweeted out a picture? Lane Kiffin tweeted out a picture of of his departure from Tennessee. Felt odd in the timing that he would put that up on social media. Like, sure. dude, is he watching this game too? Shouldn't he be worried about his squad? But Tennessee is getting eight against Bama. I think this number being inflated a little bit shows you that Bryce Young's going to be playing on Saturday.
5: I, I think. I think there's not even a doubt on that. Right? If this number is getting big like this, like people know that Bryce Young is going to play. All right, uh I'll go into my camera here real quick, oh. guys. Oh. Uh and oh, I, I and I will I'm not I'm waiting here cuz I think this number is going to keep climbing. Okay? I don't care what the number is. You're going to be singing Rocky Top all night long in Knoxville because the Tennessee Volunteers are back and the Tennessee Volunteers are going to knock off Alabama tomorrow. Oh, outright. So we're going to wait on taking the bet on the spread. We're going to wait on the money line, too, because I think this thing's going to touch nine and a half, ten 10 by the time this game kicks because Young will be ruled in and people will blindly bet Alabama because he's ruled in. Dave. Oh, well, here's the Dave, thing. Dave, we'll, we'll Ted, wait. Yeah, when ahead. Kelly and, yeah. and
4: everybody gets that clip yeah. together,
1: I puts it on say. social. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, Jeff is such great social fodder. Dave. I'm just. I wrote that down right now. Oh yes. Jeff on Tennessee. Eleven
4: fifty two. But here's the problem, Kelly. Once that once that is posted. Do you know who's going to show that to his team? Nick Saban. Oh, yeah. Even Nick Saban is, 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 is going to show that clip of Jeff Parles. I am a lot disre- more, all I'm gonna, Disrespecting all, all, all time. All I'm going to tell you is
5: I'm going to be, I'm a lot more popular if Saban's showing his click, uh, clip, that clip to his team. <laughs> yes. Uh, but then I realize. But look, Dave, there, there are, I have one big concern okay. with Tennessee. How does Josh Heupel handle this moment? Okay. This is very different than anything he's had he's to handle. He's handled the other ones pretty darn well in both the stops. It's very different than what he has to handle here at Tennessee. Yeah. There's never been this much expectation on them. Their, their number six ranking in the AP poll is right. If anything, it's too low. Whoa, Hendon Hooker, to me, is the number two guy in the Heisman race right now. Only C.J. Stroud, is properly the favorite right now yep. in every book, is ahead of him. And – what is the closest team that Alabama has played to Tennessee this year?
4: To Tennessee with that offense, they haven't. It was Texas in the first half, right? But, but before Ewers got right. hurt, they would have and been Texas right.
5: Texas did whatever they wanted before Ewers mm. got hurt. So, and I look, I don't. This something's off with Bama. Mm. Like last week, I don't care that Young didn't play. Oh, they almost the got beat by 3rd That a A&M almost beat them. And again, quite frankly, should have had an extra play because that was blatant holding on the outside. Even though the play call was horrendous was. by Jimbo, it was. But I, I look, I am, I am in on the Vols now. Could Alabama torpedo me? Of course, it's save it. It's Alabama, but I like Tennessee. I'm going to wait. I, I think this is going to touch ten by the time this game wow. kicks. I'm going to bet it. I'm, if it never gets to ten, I'm very, I'm very comfortable betting it at eight right now. I'm yep. Comfortable betting it at nine. But I'm going to see if we can get a ten. If not. I going to take points,
4: and I'm gonna I'm gonna take some money line too. Very quickly, on the total. Here's my my only concern is I, I like the Vols not as much as you, not not enough to put that in Nick Saban's locker room to play <laughs> for his players. But at 65 and a half, my concern is if Bryce Young is back, sure. I got to expect this Bama offense is going to look a lot better than it certainly did look against a And M. They're not going to turn it over. The way yet a young quarterback turning it over a week ago, right? But but, but, but I, I just worry defensively, can the vols hold up? This is a game that's gonna be in the thirties. Do you think Texas's defense is better than Tennessee's? I do. Okay. I, I, mean, because, I do. Because that kind of that, that that
5: kind of is an argument here. Yeah. Where if you think Texas is Defense is much better than Tennessee's, and they held them. They, they held Bama under seventeen points in night. Right,
4: but like what style of game? I see a game in the thirties
5: for both they, teams. I, wouldn't shock me. Tennessee's comfortable playing in the thirties. No, though. no question about so, it. So I think that
4: total's right. By the way, I have no problem with that. All right, Dave, the floor is yours now. All right, let's go, Q's. Look, if Leary's not playing, then I'm going to turn my back on the Wolfpack very quickly on this one. The number's down to three. It was up as high as three and a half. I look, Dino Babers. I don't even know what to make of him, but I got to say, he's got this team playing much better football than I ever thought. If you've ever been to the carrier dome, no place like dome, they're going to have 30,000 plus packed in the dome this weekend. I really was high on NC state at the beginning of the year. I am off that train. I like the cues and I like the cover wolf pack out, right? <laughs> We're back with Tank Williams next right here. Going to talk all things NFL. Also catch up with his former team, the Tennessee Titans. right here on Big Bets on Visa and the Sports Betting Network.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.